0: It's time for Love Talk with your hosts, Kathy and Carrie.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You found the love, ladies. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and I'm here in studio with my good friend, Kathy Endebrock. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Here at KTXW, the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership every Saturday morning, 11:20 a.m. and 101 FM. Good morning, Kathy. How are you today?
2: Good morning, Coach Carrie. It's great to be with you. You know, I love building bridges. We need more healthy bridges, and <laughs> you know, it's like we're not going to build a bridge that is rickety that you might uh, fall in a fall in a deep dark canyon getting across. We're going to build a strong bridge, and we're going to do some of that today, talking about Valentine's Day, building bridges in marriages, which I think is going to be a lot of fun.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I titled this program Marriage, The Message in the Mess, because you know what, (laughs) we are humans, and sometimes things get messy, and we have to figure out what is the message in that mess and how are we going to um, to move forward with a beautiful marriage that honors the Lord and that honors one another? So yeah. today that is what we are discussing and listening friends, even if you're not married, I, I think that some of the things we're going to talk about today are applicable to just, uh, platonic relationships as well and how to, uh, laugh and, and really get to know one another in, in fun ways and ways that can help us connect. So don't think that if, if you're not married, stay keep listening um if you are married this is going to be a fantastic program for you and we hope that it can bring you a little bit of joy as we kind of discuss um the hard days Kathy because you know not every day is great sometimes things do get a little messy and when you're struggling and you have a hard time do you have a quick memory does one spouse have a shorter memory than the other how do you love your spouse when they're just unlovable
2: That never happens. That never
1: happens. That never happens. Uh, I feel like I'm the unlovable one many of those times. And what are some tips and tricks that we can use to get through those days that we're just not happy with one another? And then, Kathy, I'm super excited. We're going to have some little conversation starters, some connection questions um, that that we can get get into as well. And we have two very special guests today to help us with this program. Our listening friends know them very well. This is their third guest appearance here on Love Talk. Um, and uh, combined, they have over a half a century of marriage experience. Surely they are experts by now.
2: They've got to be. A, I mean, half a century. Come on. I tell you, they've got a lot of wisdom to share.
1: Yes, they do. Our key verses today, and as as I was preparing this program, some of these verses really kind of punched me in the gut. I got to say, you know, Proverbs, we we should really be in Proverbs all the time. Uh, there's just so much wisdom there and so much to glean and just ways to recenter ourselves. Proverbs 21.9, it is better to live in a corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. Ouch.
2: <laughs> sounds like It sounds like Solomon had a little bit of experience with that when he did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? But also, you know, on on the flip side of that, 1 Peter 3, 7, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman since they are heirs with you to the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. You know, our scriptures just, they, Kathy, there's so, so much, so many rich scriptures that really talk about not only relationship, but just how to walk forward with your spouse in a way that honors the Lord.
2: Yeah, you know, and there's a movie out right now called Redeeming Love that um, is a, it was written by a Christian author. It's a book and it was made into a movie and I'm just dying to watch it because it does talk about that husband's love that basically redeems the life of his wife and it's very i love that god says hey wives don't make your husbands miserable but god also says hey husbands before you come and talk to me go make it right with your wife before you're going to be asking me for something go make it right with your wife so god is really interested in in healthy marriages and joyful joyful relationships joyful marriages and um uh, you know, I think that sometimes a marriage can redeem some of the worst parts about each of us.
1: Yes, with lots of patience and and growth, um, mm-hmm. with with both partners. Well, I'm super excited about getting into you know this this marriage chat today. But Kathy, I got to pause and we got to get our listening friends up to date on not only your fabulous young women, your girls that are just blazing these amazing trails for themselves, but also let's remind our listening friends about your latest adventure, My Voice, His Heart, your book, Kathy.
2: Oh, my gosh. I have just had such a great time. I actually woke up to this beautiful email from Kathleen McElwain. She's a a local artist in Georgetown, and uh, she sent me this beautiful email just talking about what the book has meant to her these last two weeks, as she's been doing it every day. So friends, my voice his heart. It is basically a book to learn about prayer. You can find your voice, your own voice in prayer. And um I I was asked to do this book as a follow-up to our Prayer for Beginners C D um, that Kay Arthur with Precept Ministries had endorsed as well as Timothy Clinton with the American Association of Christian Counselors. So I was a little bit nervous about doing the book and having it uh, you know. Kind of fulfill its purpose, but um, I've just loved it. The feedback has been great. I'm going to be coming down to Texas in March to kick off uh, the the um, a, a big Bible study for uh, a church in San Antonio who has just said, "Yep, we're going to do this. We're going to do it for all the women of our church. Sunday morning, on Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, everyone's going to do it." And so I'm going to come out at the end of March and kick that off for them. I'm excited about that. And talking to a few other women's ministries who are excited about uh, getting their women to start praying, not just to learn about prayer and not just to watch a leader do it or listen to the pastor do it, but um, helping their women find their own voice in prayer. Really simple. It's structured around a 15-minute a day for six weeks, and you learn about all the different aspects of prayer, but you actually put them into use to grow your relationship with the Lord so that you can Not just know about him, but know him intimately.
1: Man, you're a rock star, Kathy. My voice, his heart, friends. You can, uh, Kathy, tell us uh, all the places that you can order the book. Uh,
2: Barnes & Noble and um, Amazon. And, um, you know, your church can order it at a discount, a substantial discount through Ingram Publishers. Um, those are the three main – we're wanting to get it on christianbook.com, but so far we are not straight – we're not there.
1: Okay. Well, we'll keep praying for that for sure, for sure. Um, you just have so much going on. I know that your college girls are doing amazing. Here we are um, wrapping up basketball season. Uh, we have our first playoffs. Playoff game this coming Friday, so super excited about that. Yeah, Uh, we win, we move on. We lose, we're done. So um, we'll we're praying that that all goes well there. But it's been such a blessing to me this year, just coaching Mackenzie in her last season and the young women on the team. Oh, it's what a fun season it's been. I have just enjoyed every single second. I walked out of practice yesterday. With just the biggest smile on my face, I just felt so full of joy, um, to be able to be a small part of these women's lives and, and get to do what God has made me to do, you know, <laughs> and that is coach. Um, so I just so very, very grateful for that opportunity. Well, Kathy, let's introduce our guests. Um, I guess since I'm already talking, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> my guest is my husband, Ashley Brinkator. We've been married 26 years. Can't believe that. That's crazy. Um, 26 years. We were just mere babies when we got married. And um, uh, Ashley is a realtor here in Central Texas, right here in the Georgetown-Austin area. And he's been in real estate. Is this your eighth year, babe?
3: Ninth. Nope.
1: This is your ninth year. Wow. Wow. And he and his team just won a ton of awards yesterday um, for the year that they had last year. So super proud of this man of mine. Uh, Just um, doing awesome in his career. Welcome, Ashley.
3: It's great to be back.
2: Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Who do you have with us today, Cass? Yeah, I was going to say, talk about a rock star. Ashley has won... Many awards, many years in the past. It is not like this is his first award. Like, he's right. kind of walked up to that mic many, many times. It's, yeah, I it's am. amazing what he does, especially he brings others along with him, which I think is so incredible. Um, all right. Well, my guy, Eric Indobrock, I met him in high school when I was a little baby junior in <laughs> high school. He was actually my brother's friend, and mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, my heart just, oh, you know, he was a track athlete, and uh, he would come over to spend time with my with my older brother, and I would just kind of be the pestering little sister until one day I wasn't. And hey. uh, then he came over to see me instead of my brother, which was uh, as much a surprise to me as anyone. And uh, we have kind of been together ever since uh, probably Christmas Eve of 1989, 1988. 19,
0: 87, 19, 87, oh,
2: 1987, that's right. Christmas Eve 1987 <laughs> was what we deem our first official date. Um, nice. And uh, we got married in 1994 in May. So we are coming up on our 28th wedding anniversary this May. And oh, um, gosh, wow. Eric has, uh, he has his master's in business administration, worked a lot with Dell in um, – back in Texas and then Micron up here in Idaho. And uh, he has just decided to put his girls first and to step back from corporate life and enjoy um, being a dad in all of those years that he's been away on trips and travels when his girls, uh, when he hasn't been here, even though he's always very, very active. But now he just gets to be here with his girls, wakes up in the morning um, and makes breakfast and puts together school lunches.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, that's a, that's quite a treat, right? Because you like to sleep in. And so Eric <laughs> gets up. That's just a perfect partnership right there. Perfect. Love it. Love it. Well, alright. So let's get straight into this as we start our discussion today. Welcome to the program, Eric.
0: Thank you very much. Glad to be
1: here. <laughs> um, so there's these five love languages. I'm sure that most of our listening friends are familiar at least with the term. And Kathy, um, what what are the the five love languages? Are words of affirmation, yeah. quality time, acts of service, physical touch, and receiving gifts. And what I've learned is that over the years, you know, my love languages have changed a little bit. Um, I think sometimes, you know, when you go through things and, and as you evolve, um, your love language might change. Right now, my love language that I just need to hear and <laughs> are words of affirmation. It just fills me up. Um, Ashley, what's your love language?
3: I actually think that mine is also words of affirmation that probably lean heavily that way.
1: Okay. It's funny
3: that we yeah. both share that.
1: Yeah. You know, it's what about you
2: too? I think there's this idea that with guys, it's always physical touch. We're like, Oh yeah, that's okay. his love language. And you know what, ladies, you may have to dig a little bit deeper. It may mm-hmm. not be physical touch. Although mm-hmm. obviously that's very nice. I would say for me, I, I, I think first and foremost, it has to be words of affirmation, but, acts of service for me also really make a big difference. Like when you wipe down the kitchen table and wipe down the kitchen counters for me, that makes, because Eric knows that that means so much to me to have like clean counters and a clean tabletop. When he does that, it's like, he did that for me. Like I know he did that for me. So it's, it Mm -hmm. makes me feel really loved and appreciated. What about you Bear? Mm -hmm. Um,
0: You know, it is funny you talk about them changing over time, and and I think they also change over season. You know, as I look at these, I think when I was working and gone a lot, quality time was always very important. Now I have lots of time and quality time, and and so I guess, you know, to some degree, you can also satisfy something that is important to you, or if it's in a deficit, you can catch it up, I suppose. Um, As I looked at the list, though, I would say, oddly enough, and this wasn't um, something we planned ahead of time, but... I was thinking words of affirmation and acts of service
2: were basically <laughs> right. the
0: two that I kind of resonated most with. You know, it's 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 definitely not you know giving gifts. I don't know that's not that's not been something that's super important to. Me.
2: Well, friends, we are going to learn a lot about our husbands, I think, because we have Ashley and Eric have had these questions, but we have not seen them. They have not shared them with us. So we're going to have some really interesting conversations. In our second segment, uh you are going to want to stay with us right now. We're going to hear a word from our sponsors who keep Love Talk on the air every Saturday at 10 a.m., We will be right back with you. Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas, Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership here on 1120 AM, 101.1 FM, and now 104.7 FM. We are so happy to be with you this morning, friends. It's a beautiful Saturday, and we are talking about marriage. It is the month of love with Valentine's Day coming up. And Carrie's prepared this program. It is marriage, the message in the mess. You know, some of us have been married a very short while, some of uh, uh, quite a few years, and marriage is a little bit of a challenge sometimes. We like it to be a joy and happy and fulfilled. And so sometimes we have to work through a little bit of mess to get to the message, to build that strong bridge, that intimate relationship. So we have our guys in the studio with us. We have Uh, Ashley, Ashley Brinkater with Carrie and we have Eric Endebrock with me and we're asking them some, some pretty interesting questions. We're excited what they're going to share because we have not heard the answers yet. So coach Carrie, which question do you want to start with and are you nervous? (laughs) A little bit. I am, just a little bit. I'm wondering what he's going to say, and so
1: um, I am a little bit nervous, but here we go. All right, so we all have struggles, and we're going to chat about those in just a minute, but to start us off on a positive note, I'd love to know one or two things that your spouse did for you this week that you really appreciated. Okay, I want to start. Um, I'm just going to jump right in. Two things that Ashley did for me this week. Number one, I was kind of having a, a, I don't know, kind of a hard conversation with Logan this week, just trying to give him a pep talk. You know, he's been kind of down about his injury, and we were sitting on the stairs, and we were just kind of talking about grief and how you work through grief and some of the things that he's experiencing. And when I was finished with the conversation, Ashley goes, wow, you did a really good job. That You, you explained that in a way I think he could really understand. And I just, Aww. I was just like, oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, I just really needed to hear that. Um, and then the second thing, this is more words of affirmation. We had a really difficult game earlier this week uh, against this, oh, my goodness, powerhouse team that really just kind of crushed us. But – the thing about it is my team did some really good things, and we learned a whole lot about ourselves. We have not played anybody that good. They have four girls on that team that are going to play college ball next year. I mean, they are just so good. And after the game, Ashley goes, I didn't know what he was going to say because sometimes he's like, oh, my gosh, that was so bad or whatever. But <laughs> I walked I walked up to him, and he goes, Wow was a heck of a game I am so proud of the girls and he just went on and on and on and I was like oh thank you I I just really appreciated those words of affirmation from him in those two situations so um Eric what about you what are a couple of things that maybe one or two things that Kathy has done for you this week or in the last couple of weeks that you really appreciated yeah
0: I mean there's there's many but you know the funny thing, and, and as I was reading this, I was really, I guess, this this question took me back a little bit because I don't take enough time to sit and uh really kind of reflect on what, you know, we do or Kathy does for me and, and the things I appreciate. I mean, one, this week was really easy. I got to sleep in one morning, you know, kind of woke <laughs> up and, and, um, you know, it's time for me to get up and, and get, uh get the kiddos off to school and do that kind of stuff. And, and Kathy was like, you know what? I'm already awake. I'm getting up. Let me take care of it. Just lay there. And, and that was nice. I had a really good sleep in one day, which, which felt good. And I think I needed it. Um, but you know, the other one is something I think Kathy's done throughout our marriage and, and it's, it's a, an encouragement to go and make relationships with people, even if it might impact something we wanted to do. You know, maybe we want to go to see a movie like Kathy really would like to see this movie, but. You know, if I have an opportunity to go spend some time with friends um, and and not in the working world today, I don't see as many other people, other men, especially in building those relationships. Kathy has always been ready to jump out and encourage me to go have a lunch, go have a beer, go do whatever I need to go do to maintain relationships in my life outside of our family. And and I think for men, that's, well, at least for me, that's something that's really been difficult. And um, I always just really appreciate her encouragement and and flexibility and giving me the space to do that when I need to do it.
1: I love that. I love that. That's very sweet. Well, Kathy, what about you? What are a couple of things Eric has done that you've just really appreciated?
2: You know, so this week, um, we were getting Jordan ready to go to this big tournament in Reno, this big competition that she had been selected for. And so I was going to help her pack and get stuff ready. And I was supposed to print out a bunch of resumes for her. And Eric said, hey, all right, go print the resumes. I've put in the nice paper. I've got to go. But what I heard was, okay, Kathy, print the resumes. I've put in five papers um go ahead and get them printed. <laughs> and so I was like, gosh, just five, he's just going to have five resumes, but I'm like, you know what? He's talked to Jordan about this. They've chosen five. I'm just going to do five. And I you know, I didn't question it. I printed out five resumes and I took them to Jordan and went and helped her pack. And then after I was talking to him, I said, "You know, why did you and Jordan decide just five resumes? That doesn't seem nearly enough. Like I would have done maybe like 12 or whatever." And Eric said, I never said five resumes. And I'm like, yeah, you said, hey, I've put in five, I've put in, I've put in five papers and you need to print the resumes and go. And he goes, no, I said, I put in the nice paper. And I'm like, oh no. And so he, he, I mean, he didn't get upset about it at all. I said, you know what? I will, let me print them out. I'll run them up to her. I have all this other stuff to run up to her. But then my day was getting really full. I had a long list of stuff that I needed to get done. And Eric said, I'll run him up to her. That's like no big deal whatsoever. And so even like I made more work for him, but he just he was happy to go and do it, even though it was like the thing that it was my mistake. He was like, yeah, no, no big deal. I'll take care of it. And I was like, oh, that was so nice, because I think so many times like I will beat myself up over something. And so it's like when Eric is like, yeah, that is so not a big deal. I'll just take care of it. I'm like, okay, Kathy, it's not a big deal. Like, just, it's okay. And he's got me covered. Mm -hmm. And so it's just nice knowing that someone else has you covered. And I will have to say, like, one thing, it, it wasn't this week, but it was so huge and it was so nice. I feel like so overwhelmed with all of the extra stuff I have to do for the release of uh, my voice, his heart, and so many emails and mailing out books and just keeping in contact with people and calling back churches. It's, I just, it feels really constant. And so this year for Christmas, Eric put away all of the Christmas decor, like all of it. And I mean, we're talking probably what they're like 12 boxes.
0: Oh. Something like that, I guess.
2: Like all of it. <laughs> and he was just – he just did it happy to do it and got it all done so that I could just work that entire time. And nice. so that was awesome.
0: She's happy now. She hasn't unboxed them yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I feel like I've been for the next year.
2: Right, right. They may not <laughs> be okay, where they're supposed to be, right? What a problem
0: for future, Eric.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so what about you? Okay, so what – um what are two things that Carrie did for you this week that you really appreciated?
3: Well, the first is, it goes right back to the story that she told about uh, her game and how I reacted to it and, and the words that I said. I didn't know that that was so important to her until the following day when she told me and she shared with me how much that really meant to her. And so that, to me, that was something that I really appreciated for her to actually tell me that those words mattered that those words you know made a difference to her and and really lifted her up at them in that moment at the, at the at the time I didn't know she did not respond she did not react at all uh we were just you know having a conversation and, but she shared that with me and that that made a lot that made a lot that meant a lot to me mm-hmm. um the other thing i pre- there's everything else i think that she's done for me this week fall in the same category of uh it's funny it's funny that eric mentioned the sleep in day i i had a, a long night one night and <laughs> Carrie walked in the the bedroom uh, yesterday morning and it "Honey, are you okay? It's ten o'clock."
0: <laughs>
3: and it was. Um, I, I tend to do stats right after right after games, and sometimes I can I, I'm a little bit more anal retentive about them than I probably should be, and sometimes it takes me a little bit longer than I like, and so it, it was a long night. And she let me sleep in. That was above and beyond. She certainly did not have to let me sleep in that late. But it was very much appreciated that uh, she let my body recover from, from a long night.
1: Well, he's being sweet and doing the stats for my team and my son's team. And so, you know, it's it, I know he stays up late, and it's really a big job. And so it's just super appreciated all the way around. Well, I love that we got to start off on that positive note. Um, okay, now I want to tell a quick story about Kathy and Eric. So <laughs> this was years ago. I was sitting on Kathy and Eric's back porch, and um, Eric walked by, and there was a little conversation between Kathy and Eric. I didn't think anything about it, and when Eric walked away, Kathy goes, "You know, we're just a little cross with one another today, Carrie. We're having a little a little disagreement about something. We'll get it worked out." But she it cracked me up. Number one, and number two. I can't tell you how refreshing it was to hear that. I think so many times when we're in a spat with our spouse, we label it argument. We label it, um, you know, we we put a big label on it. And the way Kathy described it was, we're a little cross with one another today. <laughs> and um, I just, I chuckled. But it, it was so refreshing to hear that. Not being shoved under the rug. and also, um, just really personifying a, a way to have a, a healthy disagreement, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, Kathy, you told me you didn't remember this. Eric, do you remember this?
0: No, not at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but in light of that conversation, there are days that we struggle. There are mm-hmm. days that we don't see eye to eye. and for for me, on those days, I tend to just shut down. I have very few words. I really don't speak a whole lot. You know, Ashley and I both tip, uh, are kind of working from home a lot. Um, I don't speak a lot. I just kind of shut down. Ashley, on the other hand, he just kind of acts like nothing's wrong, you know? Uh, he'll just be like, oh, hey, good morning. Oh, yeah, what, what are we going <laughs> to eat for lunch today? You know, he just goes on about normal conversation like there's nothing wrong. Um I don't know who's right or wrong in that instance, Um, probably me, but what are some tips for getting through a day when you're just not seeing eye to eye? Got any tips
2: for us? I mean, you know, there's this great scripture out of 1 Peter 4, 8. It says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. And I think there's something really spectacular that happens when you know that, you do not have a performance based love in your marriage that you're, you know, your husband may delight in you more on certain days, uh, but he's not going to love you less. And there's some sort of a, a I don't know, it just gets rid of the anxiety when you feel like, oh, if, if we don't get this worked out straight away or if we have a fight or something like that, you know, that divorce is somehow on the table or, you know, so when you remove that, um, I don't know, I think that anxiety or fear of things, um, of your, your spouse just kind of not loving you or losing that commitment to you, it, it just frees you up to be like, okay, you know what? I love him no matter what. He loves me no matter what. We're not the same person. We're going to see things from different perspectives. And we will go and work this out. And, I mean, I, I will tell you, Eric and I go on walks. So we we cannot sit – or we have learned that we can't sit across the table from one another and work out a major problem. It, it just escalates. It, 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 and it's, you know, one of us ends up walking away. But if we would just go for a walk outside, um, something – I don't know, magical happens. He's able to talk. <laughs> I'm able to talk and things don't escalate. And um, so, you know, I've just kind of learned that when I'm frustrated, instead of sitting there and thinking about, oh, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that. And this is why I'm right. I need to say, OK, well, all right, we're going to go and we're going to talk this out. I'm going to encourage him today. I'm going to try and encourage myself today and we will go for a walk. When we have time, probably towards the end of the day, and we will figure this out. For right now, I'm just going to stick it on the shelf, and I'm not going to ruminate over it.
1: Nice, nice. I don't know. So, Eric,
2: Eric, what's magical about the walks?
1: You
0: know, I think I think largely it's because I'm so out of shape, I can't talk (laughs) because I'm breathing. Tends to work really well now. Just, uh, you know, I don't know what it is. I once I once remember, you know, when we had very young kids. Reading about how do you have like the uh, the sex talk with your kids, and what they recommended was you should go for a drive or a walk or something where you don't stare at each other and have to have really awkward conversations. And I think the walk does that too. But but I also am kind of a big believer that I think just getting the blood flowing and and letting your body do something physical, which takes away some of that emotions. And of course, walks also lower cortisol and stress levels and everything else. So I think it's just a combination of the physical aspect of walking along with kind of working through a a problem. So it makes an hour go really quickly. And, you know, it's an easy way to talk (laughs) through a bunch of things.
1: An hour. Yeah. Uh, Well, and Kathy, I, I love what you said. You know, if we sit across the table from each other or, you know, we're, we're looking at each other eye to eye, things tend to escalate. Mm-hmm. And so you know that about yourselves and you've you've just decided, okay, we're not going to do this and we're going to find a healthy way to deal with this. And I, I really think that that's great advice for all of us, for all of us. Um, all right. Another verse from Proverbs, friends, um, because, you know, Proverbs really just, um. It just cuts to it to the chase. Proverbs 17 9. Love, prof- love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. And then Ephesians 4 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. You know, at the heart of all of this, when we are entrenched in scripture, I think. I, I really firmly believe that it just helps us to see our marriages in a different light. You know, we can make a mountain out of a molehill anytime we want to, but then we mm-hmm. read these scriptures and we go, oh man, I, I, wow, okay, I need to, I need to get recentered."
2: centered you know, I think that, that is so true. I, I think when we can, when we can have that kind of, that, that, um, love, that desire and need for love, First and foremost, filled and filled by God and His scripture where He establishes our value. It's, it, it kind of takes the burden off of the husband. I mean, obviously, there, we need to feel valued and loved by our husband. We absolutely do. And we need to show respect towards our husband. But if our husband is our only source of, um, what gives us value or love, I think that is too big of a burden to lay at their feet. I don't think they are meant to carry that.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, we've experienced some difficult times in our marriage where we didn't know how to talk to each other. We, um, you know, kind of felt lost. Um, And like we were in a, not just a rift, but almost like a chasm, (laughs) You know, no. we just saw giant. You know, not really a way out, um, of of this, you know, rift that 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 had been caused, and you know, I, it takes a while to get out of that and to figure out ways to not repeat behavior mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. causes pain to the other person, and as I look back on those times that that we've that we've had struggles, um. It's, it's really because things were not discussed or communicated in a way where both parties felt heard. You know, maybe we were going through a difficult time with the kids, and we really didn't discuss how we were going to navigate that. One parent yeah. just took the lead and just felt like they were all alone. Yeah. Um, and so when we get in, in those in those rough times, um, I think it's okay to ask for help. You know, Ashley and I actually went to counseling I don't know, it was a few years back, and it was good for us, and we told the kids we were doing, we were going to counseling, and we had been through a rough time with with one of our kids, and it was just kind of hard for both of us to navigate, and it had caused a rift between us, and so um, would you say that that time, like, helped us, Ash, like, going to that counselor and and just kind of navigating through that?
3: Absolutely. It was very enlightening, I think it was helpful to have a third party in the mix just to... Help us see things differently.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I I think that's exactly right. If if you need help, get help. It you know if you if your marriage is bleeding, if it is beaten up, you know, you would call a medic for your kids. Why would you not call in some professional help for your marriage? I think that's (laughs) right. So for sure.
0: I mean, you know. Well, so I was just going to say one of the things that you just said, Carrie, I think it's probably one of the most important as a parent, maybe, you know, it's a marriage thing as well. But I think kids sometimes or parents think they need to hide some conflict from their children. And, and that's kind of ridiculous, in my opinion. I mean, I think them seeing that and you having a conversation with that about what marriage looks like is probably one of the strongest things as a parent you can do to enable a child mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, to know that it's okay to ask for help when you need it, that you're not always going to be able to navigate things just, you know, by by getting in the word or, you know, you might need somebody else to come in and help facilitate that. I mean, I think one of the, you know, you have to initiate change in some way. And in order to initiate change, you have to agree on a starting point. So where do you want to start? to initiate this change? How do we start? Do we sit down? Do we go on a walk every night? Like Kathy and Eric, right? Would that, would that help us initiate change? Would that help us get this a starting point? Um, what, What is it? What are we actually so, what has caused this rift? Do we need help with conflict resolution? Do we need help with communication? Do we need help with navigating finances or intimacy or parenting or, you know, what is it? Where is our starting point? And then how do we get there together as a couple?
2: And I mean, I think one of the coolest things is that, you know, God's on your side. Like, you know, God wants marriages to work. He, he wants to, to heal what's broken. He wants to strengthen what is there. He, you know, he will mediate between the two of you. So, I mean, that's that's pretty cool when when you know that, you know, God is on your side when you are working to make a marriage work and not just make it work mechanically, but make it completely work to a point where you're fulfilled and loved and um, both partners are are really being encouraged. And so I think sometimes – We just need to to step back and and take a look at what that marriage needs and what our our partner needs sometimes, because we can get so stuck on us that Mm -hmm. we forget about them.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, that's the, what message, and Eric, you kind of, you alluded to this, what message are we trying to send when we're going through the mess? You know, when we're going through the mess, if the message is, we're not going to be able to fix this. We're gonna argue um, and just forget that the Lord is on our side and that the other person is a good person. Then we're sending the wrong message. We want to send the right message that in this mess we can figure this out. You know, now listening friends, I don't, I don't want there to be any misunderstanding here. There are relationships where there's abuse, um, where there's um, infidelity, um, and. Those types of of problems and those types of issues that come up, the Lord can absolutely guide us in in restoring our marriages. But those types of things are super hard to navigate. You know, praise the Lord, we've never had that in our marriage. Um, And so when I look at that, I just go, okay, man, I got a good man here. And how do I move forward? How do I get over myself? And how do I move forward? And so the mess, the message that we send amidst our mess is very very important. Ashley, would you how would you respond to that?
3: Well, I would agree. I think it's uh you know, we have to look at the whole of the relationship and the and the fact that we you know, we've been together for over 25 years now. <laughs> and uh, you you start to think that, you know, if we've survived and and maintained our relationship this long, everything else that 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 is that takes precedence. And there's really nothing that we can't overcome. Every, you know, all these little spats and and sputters and things that we that we get cross with each other about are are just minuscule compared to the the overall big picture and the and the love that we have for each other.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, friends, I want to get to these connection questions. We've talked about the mess and the message we want to send, but how do we connect with our spouse? You know, you think, oh, you've been together for so long, you know, a quarter of a century. Surely you know how to connect. Well, sometimes you lose that connection, especially when there's kids involved in work and all the things that we have to do on a daily basis, right? Um, how do we connect with our spouse? So we're going to ask each other some of these questions, and I think it'll be super fun because we have no idea what the partner is going to say. So when we return to Love Talk, reconnecting with our our spouse right after this
2: and welcome back friends to love talk here on ktxw the bridge austin central texas christian talk we're having a great time with our guys here talking about marriage the message in the mess boy if you have missed the first two segments you're going to want to go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and uh, just get caught up with what we've been sharing today well we have some connection questions Uh, I, you know, we're going to kind of put the guys in the hot seat uh, because Carrie and I, I think (laughs) we tend to talk so much, but we really want to hear, um, everything that they want to share. So we have some different connection questions. Um, I'm going to, should I just read them all and then we'll pick one to ask the guys.
1: Sure. Whatever. you. Okay, we'll yeah, go that that. good.
2: All right. So here are some ways that we can connect with our spouses. Friends, you're going to want to be listening to these. You can find these at the Instagram account, Marriage in Action. And these are questions that you can be talk about in a positive way. You can have fun with your uh, spouse, discussing them uh, and truly really trying to understand each other's true feelings. And so here are the questions. What do you enjoy doing most when we're together? What gestures do you find truly romantic? What is one thing you wish I would compliment you more on? When do you feel most loved? Describe me in three words. If I were to plan your dream date, what would it look like? What is your favorite way I touch you? Woo! What is one thing you are most grateful for in our relationship? What is something you do that I take for granted? So, some really great questions here. So, I guess, uh, Eric, I'll, I'll kind of put you on the spot. Something that I want to know what do you enjoy doing most when we're together?
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say radio and pop questions. Um, <laughs> uh, um, you know, uh, we we do lots of fun things together, but I would actually say that that in most ways it's the the quiet moments that I think I find most Fun. I mean, we have great adventures and hiking and going, you know, dragging me to the mountain to fall down on skis and all those kind of cool <laughs> things. But really, you know, it's it's the, it's the quiet moments, either, you know, sitting on the couch watching a show together or, you know, as we, we fall asleep, sometimes praying together. It's kind of in those moments, I think, you know, that I experience, I guess, the most closeness and, and that I find, you know, sort of the the best.
1: Okay. Wow. wow, very nice. Okay, honey, Ashley, what is one thing you wish I would compliment you more on?
3: You know, this was probably one of the harder questions for me to to come up with an answer on. Really? Um, okay. Because, you know, there's not a lot around the house that I look for <laughs> <laughs> compliments on. So probably more – I was being a little more introspective, and I would say um, – more about my work and more about uh, my physical appearance.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ashley it has rocked it. Um, he is fit and trim and looking, looking scrumptious these I days. I know, we got some um, handsome
2: guys here, Carrie. We
1: do, we absolutely do.
2: Okay, so Eric, oh gosh. Um, just looking through, If okay, if I were to plan your dream date night, What would that look like?
0: Yeah, you're picking. You must be looking at my piece of paper where the blanks are. I think. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, I don't have anything next to that. (laughs) Um,
1: He just wants to be with you, Kathy. That's it. Okay.
0: Yeah, no, that's all. Well, let's let me on the spot. Let's think of some dream date night. I mean, you know, for me, I think the dream date would be that we would be. Off together, just us, obviously. I think without the kids would be wonderful. But, but I like the idea of, you know, just sort of a, uh, not even knowing what's happening, almost jumping on a plane and, and we go to Iceland and we watch the Northern Lights in like one of those igloo <laughs> places. I think, I think that would be, you know, you, you left it wide open. So we
2: might be it tonight,
0: but if we're going to go do it, I want to, I want to go see some Northern Lights somewhere.
2: Okay. Awesome. So Iceland to watch the Northern
1: Lights. Yeah. Oh boy. Kathy, start planning it, girl. Save your pennies. <laughs>
0: All
1: right, Ash, I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, I, I think I know the answer to this. I think I could answer this for him. But if I were to plan your dream date, and it doesn't have to be a nighttime date, your dream date, what would it look like?
3: Well, it's interesting because, you know, you and I are both fairly introverted, even though I'm sure most people on this, you know, listening to the show wouldn't believe that. Um, so we are homebodies, Um but I'm gonna get outside myself, and I would say that as long as it had to do with golf.
1: I knew it. <laughs> I don't
3: care if it's Top Golf or a, a, a round of nine holes and a, and a meal. Um, spending time with you on the golf course would be uh, would be that
1: dream date. I knew it. I knew it. I got to start planning that. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, <laughs> all right, Eric. Um, what is the one thing you are most grateful for in our relationship? Um well
0: I think it's I think that's around our children and our parenting style and and you know definitely when they were young, I think we were probably a hundred percent in lockstep around raising our kids and and that was really easy. It's gotten a little more difficult, I think, as the kids get older, I think actually our opinions on on how to parent and raise them have diverged more than they used to. but you know, as I look at our children and and you know we have all girls, it's, it's easy to kind of see, you know, the work and effort you've put forward as a, as a mother and a, and a female role model for them. I think that's, that's probably the thing that I think can look at most, you know, on a day-to-day basis and just, you know, really grateful and thankful for, you know, the woman that you are and how you raised our girls to be very similar.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: I think raising teenagers is probably the most challenging thing and has been the most challenging thing for us. You know, when the girls were little, Eric worked a a lot. I mean, he was gone internationally. And if there was if I was trying to figure out things with the kids, I could just read a book on the topic or I could call Celine Duke. She was like my go to (laughs) what do I do? Um also Lisa Curley. I'd call Lisa Curley. Um, But now that they're teenagers, also Eric's home. And so instead Mm -hmm. of me figuring it out and me deciding, I have this whole other person who has an opinion on how it's done and very, you know, diverging opinions sometimes. So that has been something in our marriage that was very unexpected that we have now had to work through is parenting these teenagers together. Because I think, like, in the earlier years, I was kind of doing 75% of the parenting. And then when Daddy would get home, it was like, you know, festival time. The kids would run up and give him hugs, and it was just a fun celebration time. But now, with teenagers, it's a ton of parenting. So, okay, mm-hmm. Carrie, I'm handing it over for you to put your guy on the spot. I like, I like this. Okay,
1: last one, Ash. Uh, when do you feel most loved?
3: When do I feel most loved? You picked the the best ones out of this list. <laughs> um, Well, I would say anytime you, you know, we go back to the words of encouragement, uh, you know, having that love language, I'd say that's one of the biggest ones is when you're when you're complimenting me on something or or encouraging me in something. That's that's probably the most um, when I feel that that connection and that love the most. Uh, But but then a close second would be anytime you feed me.
1: (laughs) Anytime, <laughs> dinner. Oh man, I love that. Okay, well, you know, to wrap up our program today, guys, um, I'd love for you guys to tell us some fun ways to love your spouse. What are some fun ways that we can, can, can love on you guys? Eric, Ash?
0: I'll let you dive in. Ash? Okay, sounds good. Um, you know, I think, I think things like complimenting and since words of affirmation or something, I think we all kind of respond to and kind of mentioned, I mean, I think, uh, praising, praising us in front of others. So you get a little bit of recognition, uh, but also, you know, you get the words of encouragement. I think that's a, that's a really good one. Um, you know, sometimes it's really little things like, you know, getting, Making our favorite dinners, for example, and, you know, I wish I had thought of the food one Ashley just did. That was great. Um, you know, I mean, but, but, but having a, having a time where, you know, you just show up and, and there's your favorite meal kind of unexpectedly, or you go out to your favorite restaurant, doesn't have to be home cooked, but things like that. Um, you know, one of the things I really like is, you know, when we're worshiping at church, you're kind of in that moment, but, but, you know, either just like, having your hand held or, or an arm put around you or something like that in public too, a little bit of touch um, like that can just be really impactful. I think, I don't know, Ashley, yeah. you tell you, you fill me in. you? What you, about you? About I would that. say
3: acts of service is also another big one, right? Uh, you know, doing the little things, you know, we, you know, some of us have been married for longer than others and, you know, you get a sense of what it is that your, that your spouse, or your partner does on a daily basis, weekly basis, things that, you know, they just do out of habit, do out of routine. Um, you know, sometimes it's nice to give them a break from that and do the things that, uh, you know, give them a little bit of their time back by doing, by doing those little acts that uh, you don't, she doesn't expect you to do them.
1: What are you, are you going to cook dinner? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, you,
3: you know, you want it to be editable for the family <laughs> and you, would, you want to enjoy it as well. Therefore.
1: <laughs> right, right. What are some other things that you can do to love your spouse?
3: I think uh you know, those words going back to the words of affirmation and praising your spouse in front of in front of in front of your kids. You know, giving them um giving your kids modeling to your to your children a way to uh really lift up your spouse. That's something else that, you know, when, when you've got a family, uh can be very important and, and really appreciated. And Love leaving that. little notes, you know, I I'm I, I, I've been told that I used to do this, but uh you know, <laughs> leave little notes, write little letters um, things like that, that that could mean a lot to, to your spouse or your partner.
1: I, have oh, I proof. love proof They're in a box. Well, <laughs> friends, I hope that you have enjoyed our program today. Guys, we just thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And this was really fun. And, I, you know, I would encourage you to find ways to connect with your spouse, you know, just a few minutes in the evening, a few minutes in the morning, whatever it is, little ways to let them know that you still choose them whether you've only been together a very short time, you know, and I'll, in the words of Miss Evelyn, I once asked her, you know, what's the secret to being married, goodness, you know, 70 years? And uh, she said, have a quick memory and to love each other unconditionally. Well, we love you, friends, and we thank you for joining us here on Love Talk, and we hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you next time right here with the Love Ladies on Love Talk.